From grain to glass, this show is dedicated to helping you make the best beer possible. So strap in and hold on to your mash tons. We're Homebrew Bound. Welcome to Homebrew Bound. I'm Casey. And I'm Brian. This is the best beer show on the internet. Sure is. All right. (laughs) Uh, Before we get too deep here, I want to give a big shout out to uh, the American Homebrewers Association. They do a lot of support homebrewing and homebrewers, and now they support us. During the AHA, we'll give you discounts at homebrew shops and select taproom, as well as give you access to the fantastic Zymergy magazine. Click on the referral link from our homepage and join today. Uh, Zymergy this, uh, this, this quarter is my favorite one. At the end of the year, they always do a homebrew gadgets one where people send in like their DIY setups and stuff to solve various problems. It's a fantastic little one. Awesome. I haven't seen that one show up at the brewery yet. Oh, yeah. 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 Should be coming soon. Nice. Um, all right. I uh, also would like to give a big shout out to our patrons, specific, specifically our Black Belt patrons, Andy Thompson, Bjorn Bjornson, Tyler Romanski, Hoffenbrough Brewing, Brian Bryanson, Devin Stinson, and Phil Feldman. If you'd like to become a patron, head over to patreon.com slash blindnessstudios or click on the patron link at our homepage at blindnessstudios.com and become a patron today. While you're at the homepage at blindnessstudios.com, go ahead and click on that store link and go to teespring.com slash stores slash blindnessstudios and buy some of our nifty merch. Brian. What have you been up to, man? Well, I guess beer related. Oh, beer related. Oh, you know, not not a whole lot, honestly. Yeah, I'm trying to think of things that have happened in the. Yeah, I don't. I oh, actually, I take that back. I went up to Pitchfork yesterday and I tried that ah. double that double IPA. Sorry, without you. Yeah, I'm hurt. I'm sorry. <laughs> You know, Brian keeps doing all these things well, without inviting me. I have a, this girlfriend now, and she likes, you know, you gotta, you have to, like, it turns out you have to take them out on dates and stuff. Yeah, and, and Casey's not allowed on dates. Oh, you, hey, listen, <laughs> last Sunday you were on a date with Lucy and I, I was, at Shuggies. And it was delightful. Yeah, so it was delightful. I had a really good time. Um, but yeah, I tried that uh, double IPA out, and then, um, so <laughs> it's kind of funny. Lucy saw the um, vanilla rose, uh-huh. and she had the hard lemonade that they have. Um, I think that's what they refer to it as, right? Uh, yeah, yeah, it's a hard lemonade. Yeah, it's a hard lemonade. A pitchfork lemonade. Oh, delicious, by the way. It's very good. So I definitely very good. Uh, tried some of hers. but uh, Vanilla rose this year I thought was phenomenal. <laughs> she got done with her hard lemonade and was like, I'm going to try that rosé one. And oh. I was like, um, I'm like, I don't think... That that is what it is, I said. But I'll get you a taste of it. I said I'm pretty sure that's their like yearly barrel. Their imperial por- imperial porter. Yeah, and so she tasted it, and we both tasted it. And I think I f- the way I feel about beers like that is that I only want like five ounces. Mm-hmm. And so we had like maybe hmm, four ounces, and we both just kind of sipped on that, and that was good. Yeah, um, it was a nicely made beer. Four roses, bourbon barrel, uh, which is why they call it vanilla rose, I believe. Yep. Uh, and, it, and it has vanilla bean in it as well. Oh, okay, got it. Uh, yeah, it makes sense. Uh, so, yeah, but I know that my, I know that Fredrickson doesn't like making double IPA, and so I was like, okay. Like, Their double IPA, I was very happy with. I yeah. thought it was very good. Yep, turned out turned out well, and I bought a few cans of it because you can buy out one can at a time, and I was happy about that. Oh, I didn't realize they had a can. Yeah. Oh man! Yeah, they did. It looks. The it looks like a. Fuck! I'm sorry. I got two in my fridge. Oh no no no! It's. I mean, I I got to get up there. They they have yeah. a new pizza. Uh, the oh, buffalo chicken pizza looks really God, good. The pizza's so. so good. But anyway, yep. <clears throat> Ran into Facino, um, and then uh, there was a beer tender I didn't know. Um, some, yeah, just like a, been... just a really huge dude. 
Oh, uh, yeah, he, uh, uh, Josh. Yeah, he seemed like a really nice yep, guy. Uh, he so. is, uh, you can actually listen to him talk, I believe, if we're talking about the same person, um, on uh, No Story Left Behind. Oh, okay. Um, Corey, Josh, and Penny were, like, the three, like, people who came in and, uh, like, started that, or were, like, the second guest on that show. Um, I wonder if that was him. Uh, yeah, Shitbot 2020 uh, oh, on DOO was, that was, yeah. that was that night. I remember that yeah. now. But yeah, that's what I that's what I've been up to. I I guess I had been up to something instead. Yeah. That's awesome. <laughs> yeah. Um what about let's you? see. I have uh I was gonna brew today, um, ended up having to push until tomorrow uh tomorrow or Tuesday. I just didn't get the starter up until yesterday and uh, I was like, I'm not. Uh so I'm gonna brew a uh double. Um another every style challenge rebrew, guys. Uh so I'm I'm gonna get that done this Belgian year. Belgian double? Yep. Uh Belgian nice. double. Um, I'll go over the recipe uh, one after I after I talk about the brew day. Um, then put my or started the diacetyl rest on my pilsner, and that's kind of it. Clean some stuff, kegged uh, kegged the IPA that we're going to be talking about today. So I now have two IPAs on tap, which is very unheard of for me. I don't really have usually have IPAs on at all, and now I have. Yeah, two. that's awesome. I'm happy about Granted, that. Granted, I haven't had beer on for a minute, so that's also true. Uh, but yeah, that's that's kind of it, and that just kind of brings us right into the homebrew tasting. Let's do that. We're gonna do a homebrew tasting instead of a commercial calibration, and then we're gonna talk about cloning uh, some beer. So that is what you have to look forward to today, and it is Carlos's birthday, so that's, we're gonna be doing some stuff yeah, later tonight. I'm very excited. Should about be interesting. That. All right. So let me get my, uh, I, you know, so I love, I love Brewfather, but sometimes it does some things that I'm just like, eh, about, but let's, uh, all right, perfect. Uh, cause it doesn't give me the percentages, like when I'm looking at the, the batch day. Uh, so I have to look at the recipe and then I can give you the batch details. So, um, this is 73%, uh, two row, um, 20% of the, uh, Vienna malt from, uh, sugar, sugar Creek. Creek, sugar Creek malting, um, and then seven uh, percent of their chip malt as well. No, oh. um, and then I did an ounce or um, uh, what is that? Thirty-seven and a half IBUs of Cryo Palisade at sixty minutes. Then I did a hop stand of an ounce of Cryo Comet. And an ounce of cryo uh, equinot, equinot, sorry, equinot. Whatever. Uh, yep. And then <laughs> I did a high croizen dose of half an ounce each of comet and equinot. Ooh. And then a dry, or then a like an end of end of beer dry hop of half an ounce each of comet and equinot. That's very. Uh, that's a lot. <laughs> yeah. Very involved. It is a lot. It is a lot. But you know, I figured let's have fun. Let's use some hops. Yeah. Uh, so this is the this is the one that I had um, I had issues with that we talked a little bit about last week where I wasn't getting the numbers that I wanted it wasn't um, but so I ended up um, way short but I back I backed it up with some DME at the end oh yeah 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 you had yep. a conversion issue maybe or yeah conversion else? issue or something so I backed it up at the end with some yeah. DME to get a 1060 um, starting fermentation very cool. Um, I guess right off the bat, uh, this, uh, the head is just, I mean, when we, we pour these, uh, off mic before. It was about 10 minutes, 10, 15 minutes ago. This 
beer has been sitting here in the head is just chilling. That's great. I uh, the the past two beers I've made have had great head retention. Interesting. Um, I did some water um, additions to this too, to um, you know, uh, basically just a ton of gypsum and calcium chloride, to really try to make the hops pop a little bit. Yep. Um, this finished out at ten eleven. That's good. So yeah, right on the money. Right on the money. Uh, so it comes in at six point four. Okay. Yeah, golden straw colored. Got some uh, haze. Definitely haze. Can't see through this. Um, Which was semi intentional because I was going for a hazy ish. Yeah. Like doing all that. Oh, doing the chip malt and all that. You want those proteins in there? Mm hmm. Uh, got fruity, spicy, stone fruit notes. Mm hmm. Um, I was expecting a little bit more tropical, but I'm not mad about where it came from. It's a little bit spicier and almost pine. Yeah. That's kind of where I'm going or getting. Um, okay. Um, I almost want to say a coconut or... Oh. Does that... I just tasted it. I think maybe you heard me slurp. I hope you did. But almost a coconut, is that... Could that... Almost, um, not Be like... Very soft mouthfeel. Almost like pina colada-esque. Yes. Soft mouthfeel, definitely getting that bitterness that comes in the back of the tongue when you're, when you're sort of, mm, like, mm -hmm. figuring it out. Mm. Let's remember our three-sip rule, too, by the way. Yeah, yeah. That, that that pina colada. Like now that now that I'm thinking about it, like it's it's punching me in the face. Like yep. like it's a little pineapple, but it's very like coconut cream. Yeah, and and because of the the softness on the palate of this beer, and probably the you know where there was how, when did you bitter this? Like you said, I'm sorry. Uh, I did a sixty minute hop stand, uh -huh. uh, high croissant. And final, uh, or then like a final dry hop. Okay, so there's a good, uh, um, it, it's it's not out of balance, but there is less bitterness than, you yeah, you and that's good. That's what you were going for, and so that's you know, kudos. Head is still sticking around. Good lacing. Mm. So I tried this a few different times, um, and when I first put this into the fermenter, uh, like so. I made a mistake during uh, the during the mashing. Uh, I I forgot to put the grain basket in, and uh, so like the first scoop of grain went directly into the thing and oh boy. scorched a little bit on the bottom. <laughs> and so like when I put this into the fermenter, I got like burnt sugar cookie. Oh wow! And that didn't come through at all. No, that's it, good. it vanished at some yeah. point, and I was so happy about that because I was like, oh no, what is happening? This is pretty damn good though. I. I was a little worried. Uh, yeah, a few times I was worried about this beer, uh, but it's turned out I'm I'm very happy with it. Yep. Should should uh, I mean it won't be on tap long enough to probably age out to get that. We'll little, see. I mean, little bit of the green, almost. Anything not, you would change? Um, no. No, it's a, it's a good combination, and I mean, it's soft. It's not sweet. Um. Any any kind of sweetness is well. It's a little bit. There's a little bit of sweetness, but no, I like it. It's very good, man. All right. Yeah. Well, thank you. You you know I would say if it was. I know. I know. Um, oh, uh, yeast <laughs> yeast on this ten fifty six. Good. Um, yep. I fermented this one a what? little higher. Ten, I did yeah. uh, 
Uh, let me double double check here because I have charts. I have charts. Dude, I, I'm not going to lie. I love having charts. Um, oh, actually, no. So I set this one high, and then my heating element um, stopped working. And so it actually fermented low. <laughs> Oh jeez! Uh, yeah, it's okay. set. It's set about uh, sixty three. Um, I tried to ferment it at sixty five, and it just kind of chilled at sixty three for a that's, while. And that's so, fine. Uh, and then I then so actually towards the end of ferment, I did get back get it back up because I realized that the heating element was out and swapped it to uh, or got a new brew belt in. Okay, well, yeah, I don't really think that matters a ton because any kind of this fruitiness or whatever you're trying it's to get. It's all from the hop. Yeah. So, yep. not to worry. Yeah. Um, yeah. I love having charts, man. I can't, I can't <laughs> tell you. So, you and Bjorn had like a long, or kind of a longish conversation a about, yeah, thing. about Brewfather. Mm-hmm. So, you'll have to check that out sometime, man. I really like it. Yeah. I, you know, not, not for, not to get too deep into it, but trying to get everybody on board to switch over. Oh no, I I understand. Like I work for a software company. Oh my like, god! Like even the mere mention of it, it would sends people into fits. I think it's it's the it's the initial, and then being like, hey, but like the UI works really good, and you can just do it on your phone. Yeah. Like that should that alone should be enough to get Justin on board. Like he, I'm I can almost guarantee you if we he work. Closer. Well, we're pretty close to the to the brewing and how it works. But if we were closer, like if we were actually physically doing it, I almost guaranteed Justin would swap. Yeah, swap from Beersmith to Brewfather, guaranteed. Um, and yeah, I don't know. I guess maybe if I was in the, still in the trenches, I might make a better case for it. But but right now, it's it's what they're used to. And they honestly, like our our brew house um, and our canning line, you can actually program the recipes into those anyway. Oh, nice. And so. I guess from a recipe creation standpoint, you just you could write it on paper too, and it just and I'm just programming into the Abe brew system. I can't imagine trying to write a recipe on paper anymore, just because I like to have I, the instant feedback I of the only, numbers. Only ever wrote recipes on paper. <laughs> I have like a stack of old notebooks with recipes, and a stack. Well, in in one of the stacks in the front of the book, there's like. Page after page after page of uh, firkins and pins, because I was like the firkin and pin guy back in the day. Mm-hmm. Like I, I kind of like hybrid. I was like seller brew and, uh, and but by seller I mean the only cellaring anything I ever did, at least at the one facility was uh, making firkins and pins, like pulling pulling wort. Okay. Or you know pulling finished wort and. Um, Dosing weird stuff, and there there's a rep out there, and I don't know if he'd remember this story, and I'm I have no idea if he listens to this or not, but he was wanting this like strawberry firkin the one time, and it you know we'd make it and put strawberries, and he's like it's just not right, it's just not right. So then the one the head brewer got really frustrated and bought um, strawberry Kool Aid and put it in. And the sales guy was like, "Oh, this is perfect. Strawberry's a hard flavor. You guys nailed it. Well, dude, oh this is this is a good one. Like how how do you and think about this from describing a beer standpoint. Like, how do you describe strawberry without using the word strawberry? Like, I feel like a lot of times we pink milk are doing. <laughs> <laughs> a lot of times we're we're kind of doing that anyway with beer. Like yeah. when I was like 
when I said to you, I'm like, I get coconut. Then you're like, oh my god, uh, oh my gosh. Yeah, like yeah, yeah. Because it like it, it then like it switches the neural pathways or whatever, and then like you're now thinking about it and. Yeah, so this is why we teach the common language, and that's why you should pay attention to the BJCP guidelines because anything we talk about on this and anything anybody should be talking about should have that same language. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah. No, I was just uh, we we'll need to do a like an episode on how to get those lighter fl- fruit flavors like peach and strawberry and it, and like even like blueberry like especially when you're whipping hops at mm-hmm. at beers too all right ready uh yeah so uh this is a show request from gordon because every once in a while, a blind squirrel finds a nut. I know you're listening, Gordon. He's uh, an oaf, but he's our <laughs> oaf. Um, he, wants, he, he brought up a good question to me. Like, how do you clone a discontinued beer? So as homebrewers, one of the things that w- we have the luxury of doing is tasting a beer and being like, oh, I, I want to try to make that, especially if it's a beer that's gone. Mm-hmm. Right. Or like you can't readily get. Um, And this is an interesting one where no matter what you do, you cannot like they the brewery stopped making that beer for whatever reason, either like it fell out of their portfolio. It was a one off or what have you. There's so many different reasons to stop making a beer. I'm going to throw this out there that I, I, I don't believe. I mean, depending on the size of the brewery, I don't believe that someone hasn't ever tried to make a clone of pretty much anything out there. Um, you think everything's been cloned? I mean, so let's, let, well, I mean, we can start by saying what's the easiest way. I mean, obviously put it into a search engine. Right, yeah, yeah. So, um, so yeah, so we're, we're going to be specifically looking at Snapshot Wheat by New Belgium. They discontinued it in 2020, 2021. April 13th. Of 2020. 2020. Um, yeah, so we're going to be talking about that one specifically. Um, well-known brewery. Uh, they they have nationwide distribution. They might even be farther than that now. Um, yeah. And so, yeah, we're kind of looking at that. We've uh, Fat Tire is the one that is, like, that, that beer is synonymous with New Belgium. It's kind of crazy to have been following craft beer for as long as I have, you know. You remember when it was Abby? Well, no, what I remember is when Fat Tire came into the market and everyone went bonkers over bonkers. a brown ale. Like, well, remember, uh, <laughs> Mo- remember when Moostrel was a big thing? Yeah, like, I do. <laughs> Pete's Wicked Ale. Or one of the beers that I was like, I'm, I'm cool, I'm drinking this cool craft beer was James Page Amber. Oh, wow. Yeah, I sat in a studio apartment, like, quaffing this James Page Amber, being like, yeah, this is, like, the cool craft beer. Yeah. Oh, uh, three. Yeah. My uh, my first quote unquote uh, craft beer was Killian's Irish Red, but well. <laughs> <laughs> gotta start somewhere, man. right? Right? Um, yeah. So like like you said, like the first thing you do is you hit the Google, you you start searching around. Um, I like I, I like to do research first. I like to look up the brewery, see if they have something on their web page. Um, nine times out of ten these days, if they still have the bre- the beer up on the brewery webpage, they'll at least have a malt and hop uh, breakdown. Mm-hmm. Not not necessarily percentages, but what malts and hops are in it. Right. Um, I, some will even put the homebrew recipe there, and then your job's done. Right. There. I mean, there's a lot of places that literally just put what they have. I mean, ratio is something you'd have to play with, and I'm. 
you know, ideally you you've got a little experience under your belt and you can figure out the style and then you want to take your copy of Brewing Classic Styles off the shelf and <laughs> right over there. And right you want my clone brews book. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and then you want to cross reference that like the style with what some some common ratios might yep. be. Um is I think a good way to do it. Now, another thing that is always really good to do is just ask. Send them an, Send email. Them an email. Call them. Uh, who was it? Uh, there's uh, our, We have an electrician who said he went to Brewery X in Colorado, and I don't remember the name of the exact brewery, but he swears up and down that he had a chili chive beer at this blah, blah, blah brewery in Colorado. So, like, we, we you know, for years, like, Three, four years, he was like, oh, make that chili chive bear. So Justin finally got frustrated and literally just called the brewery and was like, hey, have you guys ever had this? And they were like, no. No, we haven't. And so I don't know why he remembered there was a chili chive beer. But my point is you he don't. probably was eating chili and chives while drinking beer and got like, so like, drunk. Yeah, he that. had some <laughs> chips or something. But another another good example is there's a, a another podcast out there called Brew Views that that I've listened to a few episodes of and he had he has got like 10 episodes under his belt and I want to say like one of the very first few episodes he had he had gotten an interview with Dan Carey from uh, New Glarus and I asked him I was like how in the heck did you you know get yeah. get on this guy's radar and he said all I did was send an email and he emailed back and said yeah I'd be happy to yeah. to be interviewed and then he said I'll meet you at the brewery at this time on this day and boom done that's awesome. Just ask, you know, yeah. and same with us. If you have something, you know, you want to know my shoe size or something like that, like just ask. I don't, yeah. I don't care. Um, <laughs> yeah, I mean, most most brewers that I've talked to, there's, I think there's only been like a handful of breweries that I've emailed and never never heard back from. Well, you know, and it's interesting to me too that some breweries would really want to keep these some of these recipes so secret i mean who cares so i i've always been under the philosophy and like i got this from listening to um the brewing network shows Mm -hmm. um they've always said there's no reason to keep your recipe secret there's not a new recipe really under the sun and also nobody's gonna clone your brew because nobody gives that much of a shit about no they don't and no nobody nobody knows how to get the water to where it needs to be well not nobody well no no but like if if you're not giving away your water profile with the recipe you're not gonna make the same beer or you're like your exact processes and stuff like probably you guys heard you've you've probably heard this anecdote 1200 times but it took Sierra Nevada, like three months to brew the same beer in, you know, their new facility and make it taste the same as they were, you know, it came out in Chico. So that's another testament to it. It's going to take you forever to make it taste exactly the Uh, same. Shout out to Andy in the chat. Uh, He says, uh, BrewDog has their entire back catalog online for homebrewers. That's awesome. That's fantastic. Yeah. Uh, I mean, and that goes two for Hop and Barrel if you guys want some recipe. I don't care. I'll send it to right. you. I, I, you, gave, uh, you gave out the, the Minnesconsin recipe yeah. at some point on the show. Yep. Like, and we tasted it. Yeah, and it was fantastic. Yep. Um, all right. <laughs> which, hey, which listener was that? Was that? It was probably that. I, like, Shoot. That was well, many beers ago. Like, yeah, I know. It's like an avid. Li- it's yeah, somebody yeah. who listens to Tom. And now, I, now, I, now I feel terrible. Thanks, probably, Brian. I think it was Andy Thompson. I, I don't. I don't want to say the wrong name. Damn it! All right, whatever. Well, you know who you are. Yeah, it, it, <laughs> it's, we are it's, sorry. I, I, I have to go back and look at the. I, uh, we are bastards and forgot. <laughs> well, you know, I, I, I wasn't gonna feel bad about this episode, but now I now do. You, thanks. <laughs> um, <laughs> 
All right. So uh, if if the brewery website doesn't have it, uh, look at Beer Advocate or Untapped. For a lot of the beers, they will put whatever the brewery has on their website under the description of the beer. Don't look at the review. I mean, actually, uh, Untapped is nice because you can look at the you can look at pores of the beer mm-hmm. and get a color idea. Yeah, which can be helpful. It's a little bit of detective work there. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so Snapshot is no longer on the New Belgium website, but they it's both on. They have different descriptions on both uh, Beer Advocate and Untapped. Um, so on Untapped, it says, Snap, you just captured an unfiltered wheat beer full of uh, refreshment and a flash of tart at the finish. Smile-inducing aromas of citrus hops jump from the nose, accompanied by the sweetness of coriander and grains of paradise. Brewed with wheat and pale malt, Snapshot pours a hazy lemon yellow with bright white lacing. But the real enticement is the snap of tart. New Belgium's affinity for sour beers led the... Uh, led to the in-process blending of lactobacillus to pucker up Snapshot's base. An extra step to acidify and beautify and get this beer ready for its close-up. So from that description, you get like, okay, there's pale and wheat malt in here, um, hops, some kind of sea hop. Um, beer Advocate uh, has actually has like the yeast and hops listed. So we can, if we go there, we can get uh, the hop is Cascade. So we know it's Cascades. Interesting. Um, and then we know that there's coriander and grains of paradise in this. The interesting thing is the lacto. So the mentioning of that, like, really, it's like, okay, so how did they do that? Then you hit the Google a little bit harder, and you find a Reddit AMA from eight years ago with the New Belgian Brewers when they made God, I love Reddit. (laughs) Reddit is great. Yes, uh, and you... You learn that they're blending the wart for Snapshot with a lacto wart as it's going into the kettle. So New Belgian also makes a Berliner Weiss. So you know, you now know that they're using their Berliner Weiss because, I mean, why would they brew a specific wart just to blend? Well, and that's what I said off mic, and I should have saved it. But, like, I, I worked at a restaurant one time, and it, we would order a, a can of pineapple for a burger that had a slice of pineapple on it. And it was for nothing else. And so, you know, you just got this can of pineapple sitting around. You open it. You do use one for one burger because maybe someone orders it once a week. Well, then you're wasting a whole can of pineapple. Well, why don't you make a pineapple salad? You know what I mean? You know, it's like I bought a whole bag put of something else on grain the- because I'm going to put that in everything. Yeah. Yeah. So you put – you yeah. Um, and it's – so, uh, like, that that – is, fant- is is fascinating to me. Like, the pre-blend is really interesting. Because then you can control how much uh, lacto... And um, they, they're they doing it um, based off of... Uh, they're, they're taking pH uh, readings mm-hmm. as they're adding it in. Yeah. Um, and somebody on Reddit was like, well, wouldn't by taste be better? And they're like, no, no we, we want to be consistent. No, why? Why? Everyone tastes differently. Yep. I mean, I, there might be someone out there that could taste and be like, "Yeah, that's uh, you know, it's three three point seven. Who knows? Yeah. But most people can't. Yeah. So they they get they get the pH of the wart right. Um. So then the final thing you do is you you start looking up clone recipes, which uh Brian already talked about a little bit. So you you have you have this you have this knowledge. You you're also looking at like clone recipes. You're finding out things from the brewery. Um, but you, you need to watch out for some of these recipes. Brian, you were looking up snapshot recipes, uh, yeah, before the show. I found two of them. Uh, I mean, want- I only, I only 
clicked on the first two links. Like, let's let's talk about these recipes for mm-hmm. a second. Mm-hmm. Uh, what 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 do they look like? Um, well, the one says seven pounds of pale wheat, three pounds marisata, two pounds of acidulated malt. Okay, so that's that's a crazy amount <laughs> amount of acid. Yeah, malt. so that's twelve pounds. Uh, so we're looking at like fifty. Or no, like sixty-five percent uh, wheat. Yeah. Um. Then what? Like twenty percent. So twenty percent each of like putting that much acid malt in is is gonna totally screw with the mash pH. Oh, it's gonna destroy it. Like, um. And so, why do you think they're adding that ma- acid malt in? Well, to to sour it, but what it sh- where it should go is not not in the mash. Like, you you know, it's like you can't confuse. Um, making an acidic flavor with just a tiny adjustment to put the mash into place, you know? Mm-hmm. So it's, I mean, you can, so, I mean, to sour it later, yeah, like when you're, you've got the wort, you can throw a cup of acid malt in there and the acid and the lacto on it will help to. Well, then you have a lacto fermentation. Exactly. And that's not what we're looking for. No, because that lactose is just going to rip through, and you're not now. You have a sour. You don't have a wheat ale with some sourness to it. Yeah. So you use liquid acid or acid malt to control mash pH. Not and also not not salts. Salts don't. That's not calcium salts lower the pH to some degree, but like that like through precipitation of phosphates, um, the effect is very slight. Um, I guess we're not really talking about salts, but anyway. Yeah. Um. And then what was what's the other one? Is it similar? Um, Pelweet Maris, Acid, Cascade, Cade, Cascade, Cascade, Citrus. It's like exactly the same. Okay. I wonder if the same person made it though. It's possible. No, actually, it's not. Oh. Interesting. Ernie. Or maybe this one person copied the other. I don't know. In any case, that's that's not the way to do it. Yeah, so... Well, and another thing that's missing from here, I don't see any mention whatsoever uh, about uh, rice hulls. That's, and that's huge. If you're using seven pounds of wheat, anything, like, you're going to have a stuck man. Though, so, I guess I don't, I don't put rice hulls in my recipes. Um, you, unless, you just know? Well, like, if, so when, when, I, when I'm writing, like, a, a recipe, I'm like, okay, I'm going to need to add some rice hulls in this if it's. Yeah, but if you, if you put your recipe online like this for the world to then see. Then I should put yeah. rice hulls in it, yeah. Because all down, down here, they're like, you know, it's. I know Snapshot is a blend of wheat and sour beer. I won't be doing anything like that, but I would like to come close to the tartness. So two pounds of acid malt, blah, blah, blah. That's 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 not going to... So I think... So if, if I was going to do a, a quick version mm-hmm. of this, what I would do, I think, would be to add, um, add food-grade like lactic acid to the beer. Yeah, like definitely. In, in the boil, like mm-hmm. I think, I think that's where I would do it. I wouldn't, I wouldn't add acid malt to your mash. Yeah, like if if you, if you wanted to do a cheater version of this and just add some tartness to your wheat, then I would add food grade lactic to yep. to the to the boil. That's how I roll. That's, I mean, it's way easier. If you wanted to do this legit, which I think, like, would be way more fun. Um, I, I don't know where Maris Otter came from. I don't either. That I don't. That one throws me. I think maybe that was a bid to. I don't know. 
I don't know if boosting the body necessarily, because that's not, I mean, that's yeah. more of a flavor and not really a body what, booster. What I would probably do, uh, so it's an American wheat, so you want haze, but you don't need, you don't need, like, the huge thing. I'd maybe do, like, 35% wheat, 65% two-row, um, maybe 40% wheat. I don't think I'd go quite 50-50. I would not go 50 anywhere. I wouldn't go anywhere near 50. I would stay at 30-35. Yeah. Um, and then... Um, add acid malt if you need to adjust your pH. Yeah. Like do that. Um, rice hulls even at thirty. Oh yeah. Like, rice, add, throw rice. throw a pound or two of rice hulls in there depending on what volumes you're working with. Um, and then I would do a a Berliner, like just a hundred percent like Berliner. You know, um, like a day before, a day or two before. Like get that um, like just that get that kettle sour going mm-hmm. um, or. Do a pseudo kettle, like, don't do it in the kettle, like, transfer it into a sacrificial sour bucket, wrap a heat belt around it, keep it at that thing, and then um, when you, like, when you're going into the boil, uh, back backfill it with, like, 25% of that lacto, or of that Berliner. Yeah, well, and then, two, there's a new yeast that will, ex- that will push lactic flavor. Oh, is there? Mm-hmm. Yes, we are definitely using that at the brewery. Oh, very cool. We can talk more about that another. Yeah, I think that's another episode. But yeah, I think that would be fantastic. I should get you some of that. Yeah. Um, yeah, and I think I think that would get you close to what you want. And then like, yeah, do your do your. Uh, I mean, I'd hit it with uh, with your Citra at sixty, and then maybe a flame out addition for a little bit of that hop character. Yeah. Throw your uh, throw your grains of paradise and your coriander in at. Uh, five minutes to the end of the boil, or even just at flame out. Like you just want them in there. They're like they'll bloom. You don't need to boil them. What was their ratio on that? Uh, they didn't. Oh, of their one, uh, one ounce at five two grams. Well, yeah, greens of paradise are really tiny. Coriander's a little bigger. Yeah, yeah. yeah I don't know. I always say go easy on. Go easy on it, and you can pick some of that up in uh, whatever yeast you use. Though American Pale Ale, you want clean, so probably a 1056 or something like that, mm-hmm. or the yeast that'll push the uh, the sour. Something something that'll kind of push the sour without adding more lactose in it. This one says why yeast well 1272, which is just Amer- you know American Ale two, and I don't know why. I think based on this guy's recipe, he's like I've never used it before. I'm just gonna throw it at it. I mean you. There's probably, I mean, you don't, you definitely don't want the banana clove, so you don't want a POF positive like wheat yep. beer strain. But I mean, there, I don't know if. So look, look, if you look at the BJCP guidelines for American wheat, you don't want um, those German wheat flavors. Right. You want it's it's cleaner. Um, think. Um, uh, uh, oh, what's that? Uh, hunt, hunt, no, uh, Blue Moon. Think Blue Moon. Sorry. Yeah, well, what is it? Of course, Omega. <laughs> Omega makes an American wheat yeast. Nice. Neat. All right. Well, uh, it's been about 35 minutes. Oh, my. Uh, we All have right. a listener mail, and then we should get out of here, huh? Well, let's go. Uh, I hope like I hope that was a good discussion. I enjoyed it. I yeah. thought it was fun. It was, it was off the It was another, not off the wall. It was another, like, just not yeah. the usual. Not usual. Um, all right. So we got a listener mail from Kenny. I was listening to your episode, Olive Oil in Brewing. Uh, the episode pulled me in because it was so odd, and I could not wrap my head around why anyone, uh, 
uh, would want to do that, but it surprised me. Not that I would ever want to try that, but now I know. Uh, that's uh, the olive oil thing threw me too. Like that was that was such a weird a weird episode, but I'm so glad we did it. We got a lot of feedback on that one. Um, while listening, I heard you mention uh, you were having issues with your tilt hydrometer reading incorrectly, and I thought I would share with you what I learned. I have two tilts, and one of them was reading way off. I did the standard thing, so like calibrate it, then adjust it, but, there, uh, but it was way off uh, when using it during fermentation. The other one was fine. After wasting all this time, I had to dig in um, and found that it's related to the end of battery life, which causes oh, these issues. Oh, cool. Yeah. Uh, once I thought about it, it made sense and just changed the battery, and it's back and tracking normally. Yeah, okay. Just hoping to save you the frustration that it caused me. Keep up the podcast and really enjoy listening. Cheers. Dude, thanks, Kenny. Yeah, thank you, Kenny. Uh, yeah, so it turns out mine wasn't quite that issue, but I will keep that in mind next time I have issues. Uh, mine was getting stuck on the uh, cooling coil uh, inside the fermenter. Oh, for fuck's sake. <laughs> it's always something. Yep. Yeah, so I just have to make sure, like, it's not, at, like, when I put it in, it's not at a spot where it can, like, go under the cooling coil, and then oh, it's fine. Brother. All right, well, there you go. Absolutely. Let's see. Where's that other button I hit? There it is. Oh, there you go. All right, guys. Uh, if you guys have any questions, comments, show ideas, or what have you, go ahead and shoot us an email at feedback at blindestudios.com. You can find us on Facebook at facebook.com slash blindestudios, or follow us on Twitter at blind underscore ninja. And I'll see you guys next week. Goodbye. Peace.